Centuries ago, when revolutions were breaking out across the globe, Edmund Burke perceived in his observations on the present state of the nation, it is a general popular era to suppose the loudest complainers for the public to be the most anxious for its welfare. In other words, in Brothers Karamaska, Fedor Dostoevsky went further, writing, above all, do not lie to yourself. The man who lies to himself, listens to his own lie, comes to a point that he cannot distinguish the truth within him or around him, and so loses all respect for himself and for others. And having no respect, he ceases to love. How many of us in recent days in these momentous times, have ceased to love. As people of the resurrection, these words should pull us up short. If we return with honest eyes and open hearts to the pillars of our community of hope and hospitality for all persons, then perhaps we will begin to love again. You see, people like us across the world are howling in protest. And people like us across the world are cheering in support. Maybe, just maybe, the last six weeks the last six months, the last six decades are echoing through God's biblical readings, turning us to look beyond spy rings, belligerent dissenters, Ivanka's handbags, walls rising here in summit between neighbors on our right and our left. Each is a true guideline for today, for tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives. Like rays breaking forth at a halcyon dawn, the psalmist's words illuminate. Turn my eyes from watching what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. A little over 75 years ago, Winston Churchill addressed a joint session of the United States Congress just 20 days after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And he concluded with these words, which shout out to us in our own time. If you will allow me, I will say that he must indeed have a blind soul who cannot see that some great purpose and design is being worked out here below, of which we have the honor to be the faithful servants. It is not given to us to peer 
into the mysteries of the future. Still I avow my hope and faith, sure and inviolate, that in the days to come our peoples will, for their own safety and for the good of all, walk together in majesty, in justice, and in peace. Perhaps these words are lost as a fleeting whisper amidst the chaos of our world. For in today's world, we are consumed with 24-hour news coverage. We turn it on while we have breakfast in the morning. We get texts to our phones all day. Some of you just got one. Now, we look at magazines, newspapers, in grocery lines. We make dinner while listening. We check our tablets and our iPads before turning off the lights for much-needed sleep before we begin the cycle again. While it is important to stay current on news and to distinguish between fake and truth on both sides, should we not heed the psalmist announcement and listen for God's directions in our lives? So what does God say to you? Over the noise, the unease being projected to us from all sides, can you even begin to hear him? What would it be like to be Moses, hearing God's call to speak to and for the people, relaying God's message? Well, let me pause there. How many of you actually listened to the readings this morning? Now, did you zone out to think about your schedule for the rest of the day? Where you must take your children, your grandchildren, this week? What business deal is pending? Did you truly listen and hear God's words, God's call? To you, to me, to your neighbor. Turn my eyes from watching what is worthless. Give me life in your ways. In other words, help me turn off everything to find where you are calling me. Well, that's complicated, that's unrealistic. It's actually unheard of. There's not a way really to do it. We're just too busy. Yet these readings do help us to find that time with God and for God. These words give us direction for life. And in the final sentence of our gospel, Jesus directs us, be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now that is daunting. Perfection 
is something we humans cannot seem to attain. We are created in God's image, but not his exactness. So how may we become perfect? We don't. We can't. But what we can do is open ourselves to God's love, to God's guidance, to God's hope. We must accept that we are each God's temple, filled with holiness and light. We may resist being sucked into the worldly expectations of self-indulgence, greed, anger, bitterness. But these have no place in God's kingdom. To be perfect means to work towards what is right, to share what we have, to offer ourselves as vehicles of Jesus' goodwill to the earth, to the world, to those neighbors that we're building walls against on our left and on our right. And this means working together, sharing together, listening to one another. It will be hard, and it requires each and every one of us to take time out of our rushing about. It requires stepping outside our comfort zone. It requires actually listening with no agenda for personal fulfillment. To do that work, God expects us to love one another. We acknowledge only through love can barriers of discrimination be broken. Only through love can poor be fed and sheltered. Only through love can hope survive. But how in the world do we actually find the time, much less the ability to work towards the goal of hope and love for all people? Well, first, we are called to remain vigilant in the knowledge that all people have the same rights. All people have been created in God's image, but not his exactness. You see, we learn to respect people of different faiths, different cultures, different colors, beliefs, and yes, different parties. For opening the lines of communication, opening with willingness to listen, allows each of us to grow to love. And of course, through this growth, we find the right path together. The psalmist tells us, make me go in the path of your commandments, for that is my desire. Therefore, to walk in the path that leads us to God's holy love, to obtain his guidance, we must aspire to walk together with others. This path 
will split. And we will need to listen to follow the correct way. When the noise gets loud, when the divisions are great, when we hear only one side, it is easy to take a wrong turn. Yet when we make time, when we adjust to silence, we will know within ourselves that holiness given by God. We will allow ourselves to be the image perfected on this earth. We then will be able to show the light of goodness and welcome, of love and hope, and therefore the Jesus to all we encounter. And when I was a child, I was fascinated with the strange yet real poetry of Shel Silverstein. And in his book, Where the Sidewalk Ends, read to your children, your grandchildren, your godchildren, probably read to you, there is one of his poems called Invitation. If you are a dreamer, come in. If you are a dreamer, a wisher, a liar, a hoper, a prayer, a magic bean buyer, if you're a pretender, come sit by my fire. For we have some flax golden tails to spin. Come in. Come in. This is much like God's invitation to you, to me, to our neighbors. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, God invites each of us to sit with him. He invites any color, any faith, any nationality, any language, any person to come in. For when we come to him, we are willing to listen to all, to, to work for hope, to find compassion, to love. We then become that greater temple with Jesus as our foundation stone and our strength from the Almighty created in his image with goodness at its heart shines forth for the world. For God gives us life in his ways, not ours. His ways not ours. Amen.